good to see everyone out on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. I'll ask you to stand with me as we sing What a Friend We Have in Jesus. It really is true that, that we, we carry a load and we bear a whole lot of needless pain when we don't go to the Lord in prayer. And so I pray that, you know, with that thought in mind, that perhaps even now we would just kind of examine our prayer life. And um, I know that probably every one of us would say that we need to improve on our prayer lives. And, you know, we need to pray about everything, being an attitude of prayer. And the more that we pray, the stronger we'll be. The more that we pray, the more we'll stay on track. And the more that we pray, our focus will be right. Our perspective will be right. And God will be able to lead us and guide us. And God will be able to help us. Um, and we'll be able to cast all our cares on Him. That's, that's what happens when we pray, is the things that cause us to worry and anxieties. We, we cast it on the Lord and we talk with the Lord. And a lot of times, um, maybe we don't intentionally uh, mean to do it or do it on purpose, but sometimes we carry a load around and we just constantly think about how I'm going to handle it and what do I need to do um, but God can handle it a whole lot better and that's what prayer does prayer uh, shows that we need the Lord and because of faith in God uh, we call on his name and we talk with him and we share we commune with God and so I appreciate so much a, a great way to begin tonight reminding us about the friend that we have in Jesus and he truly is our greatest friend, our best friend, and uh, he's our Lord and Savior as well, and so I'm grateful for that. So um, I welcome you here tonight. That's why we're here, is to gather together. Part of what we do when we gather is pray, and um, 
it's wonderful that we can do that. We can bear each other's burdens and support each other through prayer. And, um, and we do that because we need the Lord. And so we're going to ask for God's help uh, here in just a moment. But um, I do want to remind you about the, uh, the week of prayer for North American uh, missions. Um, there's a prayer guide out at the center table at the vestibule. And I hope that you will pick that up. And uh, each day uh, there are North American missionaries that we can pray for. And, uh, of course, uh, there's one North American missionary that's from right here in Liberty. He's serving up in Baltimore, Austin and Merrill O'Donnell. Uh, they are serving there, and, uh, and so we're going to pray for them here in just a moment. Uh, but this is a week of prayer for North American missionaries, and I hope that you will participate in that. And uh, we'll be taking the Annie Armstrong Easter offering as well as we get closer to Easter. So I do want to remind you about that. And then, of course, our, our ladies' mission group will be meeting on Tuesday night at 6.30. Uh, down at the fellowship hall and so I remind our ladies about that hope you'll be able to, to be a part of that and the good fellowship together and the, the missions emphasis and, and I know that one of the things that you will do is, is talk about our a North American missionary our North American missions and um, our Annie Armstrong Easter offering so, uh, so I hope ladies you'll be able to participate and uh, be able to join on a Tuesday night and be encouraged uh, with, our, with our WMU our ladies group and also want to remind our uh, our couples, our couples steak dinner coming up on March the 19th at 6 o'clock. And my good friend Jeremy Merck, pastor at Norris First Baptist Church, is going to be speaking. He, he and his wife will be with us. We'll have a great time of fellowship, wonderful food. And, and I pray that our marriages will be enriched as uh, Jeremy will be uh, sharing with us. And um, so I hope you'll sign up. If you haven't already, go ahead and sign up. And it's $15 a couple. So I uh, just want to remind you about that. And uh, again, want to remind you about the new address for Miss Jean Watson. She's our shut-in of the week. And if you'll uh, uh, just take your bulletin home, and those of you that's watching online, uh, if you'll get on the church website and uh, click under the info section, you'll find our weekly bulletins that'll be uh, posted there. So they're uploaded. Uh, that will be uploaded. Uh, today's bulletin will be uploaded tomorrow. You say, Pastor Mark, why do we upload it after Sunday? Because if you saw what we were going to do on Sunday, you might say, ah. I don't think I want to hear Pastor Mark preach on that, or I don't like that song or whatever. But, uh, but anyway, it's, it's available. It will be there. And um, if you're watching online, uh, you'll be able to uh, uh, get that uh, information on the website. And then I hope that you'll encourage uh, Miss Jean. She's had recovering from a stroke and had some difficulties. And, and um, so just please remember them in prayer. Also, Bob Collins, continue to remember Bob. And, and uh, Kathy's um, uh, recovering as well, uh, going through therapy. And, and um, so just continue to remember them, and, and God's working in that. And uh, so just want to ask you to continue to pray. And, and uh, those that are recovering from surgery, Rebecca Wilson, we've been praying for Rebecca. I saw her daughter at uh, Yanks this afternoon after church, and um, Rebecca's just in a lot of pain. So I want to continue to remember her in prayer. And I just wonder tonight, anyone else have a, have a special request you'd like for us to mention tonight? Yes, Judy. Let's pray for Timmy and, and understand the discouragement and uh, as, as he's dealing battling this cancer. And, and so uh, I, I know a God who can. And let's pray and let's uh, ask the Lord to be merciful and pray for the, the great physician's uh, healing touch. And pray, you know, as well that God would encourage him during this time. Any others tonight? Jesse, that's right. Great. Okay. 
Okay. Great. Thank you for uh, reminding us about that. And so she's at Mana. And uh, yeah, Kimbo. Did you say Earnhardt? Okay. Let's remember the Earnhardt family as we pray tonight as well. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight. So good to see you. Those of you visiting with us, we're grateful you're here. And I pray that you'll be encouraged. Your heart will be touched tonight. And uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are indeed grateful for this opportunity to gather together again to worship. And um, Lord, this is such a privilege. And I pray that right now, as we think about the cost that was paid, that we might have this wonderful privilege of worshiping you in spirit and in truth. I pray that we'd not take it for granted. Thank you for dying for us on the cross. Thank you that you're alive and well and you arose from the tomb. And we have victory. God, you break the chains of our sin. And I, I'm so thankful for that. So help us, Lord, to not add the chains to us. Help us, Lord, to, to trust and surrender to you and, and, God, to worship you each and every day of our life because you're worthy, God, to do things that's right and, and Lord, to apply your word to our heart and life and, and not let the world influence us, but let you and the Holy Spirit influence us to be who we ought to be, Lord, for your glory. And So we pray tonight, Lord, for Timmy Carver. I pray that you'll touch and bring healing to him. I pray that you'll give the doctors wisdom that they need. I pray you'll give him strength and encouragement, Lord. Help him to sense your presence. Perhaps he might even uh, sense a peace right now as, as we are praying for him and lifting him up to you. And, and then for Miss Jessie Smith as well, as she's at Manna. Um, also for uh, Kathy Collins and for Bob, we pray for them. And, and then for the Earnhardt family, Lord, we lift them up to you. And we just ask God that you would be near to them and, and just comfort and help them, Lord, during this time. And, and uh, Lord, we just ask God that you'll bless us tonight, Lord. We just thank you so much for the wonderful blessing of knowing you the personal relationship that we have in you and the difference that that makes. And I pray that will become more uh, real to us, Lord, as we grow in our Christian journey, as we walk with you. And I pray, Lord, that you'll help us again, Lord, we pray. May you be honored and glorified in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Well, let's take some time now to fellowship together and, and uh, tell somebody you're glad to see them tonight. Let's, uh, let's encourage each other.
Would you make your way back to your seats? We're going to sing hymn 176 for our offertory, Fairest Lord Jesus. pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we're grateful, Lord, for the opportunity to give back to you what you have so richly blessed us with. And Lord, we just acknowledge that you own it all. But Lord, we thank you for the privilege of worshiping you through giving of our tithes and, tithes and offering. And may we do it with a cheerful heart, with an obedient heart for your glory. God, we ask that you would take the, these tithes and offerings and use it, Lord, for your glory that lives would be changed and people would be saved. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. turn with me to uh, Hebrews chapter 5 verses 11 through 14 and I want to preach a message tonight entitled stay the course and um, if we're going to stay on course then we need to be aware of some things that would uh, you know would would show us that we're 
getting off course and that's kind of what we're going to be focusing on tonight um, I'm sure by now every one of us when we're on the road maybe on vacation or out of town for whatever reason maybe in an unfamiliar area a lot of times we'll put in the address of our destination and then as we do that it kind of we're relying on GPS to, to get us where we're going and, and a GPS will, will show us what the speed limit is and it'll show us a ETA, an estimated time of arrival and I just wonder how many of you men when you, when you punch in an address and it tells you how long you're going to get there and you look at the clock and you're like I've got to beat that you know, even if it's just by one minute, I got to beat it, you know, and um, I, I do that, and uh, and so, um, you know, I kind of I'll kind of follow it, and it's like, wait a minute, I'm I'm dragging a little bit. Let's 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 put the hammer down a little bit, um, and and so it's just kind of a I don't know what it what that what you call that, but uh, but it's motivation, I guess, you know, going to get there. But we're not stopping at the rest area because my goodness, that's going to put us behind again, you know. Um, but you know, GPS, especially you know later and, and later, they. Uh, they can be trusted. They're they're improved, and and uh, but uh, if you just talk with the young at heart, uh, just a few years ago we went up to the mountains and uh, went to a restaurant up there, and and I punched it in, and and we were uh, we were heading off. It told me to turn left. I turned left, and I found myself on a gravel road, and I thought Miss Roselle was going to come up there with the broom and hit me over the head. You know, where, what are you doing? Where are we going? And and I was just relying on the GPS, and I've heard you know news stories of of those. Um, that follow GPS and they wind up in a bay or they wind up in a swamp, um, you know. And, and there's a there's a pileup because somebody was just doing what the GPS told them to do. And you know, GPS I guess is nice to have, but it's not 100% trustworthy. But I want you to know tonight that God's word is absolutely trustworthy. And what we're looking at tonight, I want you to know you can believe it and you can apply it uh, to your life tonight. The question. Uh, that I want us to seek to answer tonight as we think about staying on course is does our attitudes and our activities reveal our commitment to Christ? Are we on course tonight? Um, you know, how can I know if I'm off course as a Christian? And I'm glad you asked because there's three warning signs, three, three things that we need to be aware of tonight from our text, from the Word of God, that will help us to know if we are off course spiritually. And I want you to know, every one of us from time to time will get off course. And it just happens kind of subtly. Usually it doesn't happen, you know, quickly. Maybe uh, we get real busy. Busy time of the year. We got, we got a lot of appointments, a lot of, maybe, maybe a lot of stress at work and just a lot going on. And we find ourselves, well, maybe, maybe our prayer life begins to lack. And, and, uh, and so we're not spending time with God as we should. And, and maybe we're not spending time in devotion to His Word. And, and meditating scripture is not something that we have disciplined ourselves to do. Prayer is not something we discipline ourselves to do. And reading God's word. What about church attendance? Maybe there's times that, you know, well, um, just just going to miss today. And and then, you know, you miss one and then all of a sudden it, it, it becomes two weeks. And, and then all of a sudden we have navigated away from God. And by the way, if we don't intentionally discipline ourselves spiritually, you know, we just kind of kind of go through each day and we don't intentionally go to the Lord in prayer and don't spend time with God what happens is because of our sinful nature and also because of the obstacles that we find in this world that you know that we deal with the sin cursed world that we live in what happens is we navigate away from God slowly but surely you know we don't mean to you know we don't set set out one day to say 
you know, okay, I'm going to start a three-month trend of getting far from God. No, we don't do that. And the devil would not be honest with you that that's what you're doing. But he'll want you to be busy. And he'll want you to get so focused on other things. And all of a sudden, one day, you'll find yourself far from God. And you'll wonder, how did I get here? Well, it, it didn't happen overnight, but we just we didn't stay the course. And so I want us to look at three uh, warning signs tonight that we may be getting off course spiritually. And uh, we, we find that here in, in uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 5, and uh, starting at verse 11. Now, um, Hebrews 5 is dealing with qualifications for high priesthood, and, and also a, a, a forever priest. Now, we know that all the high priests in the Old Testament, that they had a beginning and they had an end, right? Uh, they were human, and they had a beginning and end. But the Lord Jesus Christ, our great high priest, uh, he'll never have, a, have an end. And he is our great high priest. We as believers, when we pray, Jesus prays on our behalf. He's our great high priest. And so that's the context here of chapter 5, our great high priest, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I think about that, when I think about the fact that when I pray, that Jesus prays to the Father on my behalf. Think about that. I mean, if we could only hear that. Imagine if we could hear our Lord and Savior praying for us. I'm telling you, just that very thought motivates me to want to pray. Not pray less, but pray more. Get in tune with God and talk to God and pray about everything. Not leave anything out. The small things, uh, the big things, uh, the crisis, you know, the, the, the valley, and then the mountaintops, and all times in between. Jesus is praying for us. He's a priest forever. What a powerful uh, thing to realize tonight, to be reminded about that we find here in Hebrews uh, chapter 5. And so in that awareness here, we find ourselves in verse 11, where uh, the author of Hebrews says, of whom we have much to say. Talking about the great high priest, the Lord Jesus, and hard to explain. Why? Since you have become dull of hearing. You see, they've kind of navigated off course. Verse 12, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need to be, or you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk, not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Warning signs, things that we need to be aware of if we're getting off course. I pray that we'll stay the course tonight and if maybe we see some of these uh, warning signs in our life tonight that we will deal with it tonight and make sure that we're back on track spiritually. Let's get back on course where we need to be. Heavenly Father, we ask your blessing on us tonight. God, I thank you for your word and I pray, God, that you'll speak to us through the Holy Spirit through your word, God, that we will apply to our life your word. And God, that we will obey you tonight as you speak to us. I pray that it would be said of every one of us, of everyone that's watching online tonight, Lord, that, that we all would get on course spiritually where we need to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the first thing to be aware of is an apathetic attitude. Apathy. What, what, is, what is that? What is apathy? Well, apathy is a lack of interest or concern, especially regarding matters of general importance, of appeal or lack of emotion or feeling. In other words, you're just indifferent 
about something. You just just doesn't seem to interest you anymore. That's that's what it means to be, you know, apathetic. And and maybe there were we can think of things that maybe a hobby. Maybe there was something that we took up. I, I don't know what it might what it might be, but there's maybe some hobby. And man, we were fired up about it. And we were so so interested in it. And we would spend time and we'd spend money on that hobby. But then something happened. It just kind of got dull and and then we just kind of lost interest in it. You might say that we were apathetic toward that hobby. We kind of lost interest. And you know, that's the way life is. Life is always changing and we're always changing. And there's going to be things that we're going to be apathetic about. You know, maybe I, I remember when I used to be so fired up about college football. And I still like watching college football. I, I do, but I'm just, I just don't seem to, to have the, uh, the interest in it like I used to. Or, um, you know, uh, just, just various things like that. Things that, that maybe we just, we just get apathetic about. But here's what I'm trying to tell you tonight. We should never get apathetic toward God. We should never, you know, be indifferent towards God's Word or, or towards prayer. That's something that, that should never happen. And if it is happening... Then, uh, then we're navigating away. We're getting off course. You know, fighting apathy is a difficult battle for us today. I mean, we have busy schedules, working overtime, uh, trying to get kids at practices or games, uh, paying bills, dealing just with the pressures of life. It can just be so overwhelming. Students balancing their schoolwork and, and trying to maintain good grades and completing their assignments and ball practice and social life and and uh, working jobs. I mean, we can easily fall victim to spiritual apathy. We can begin to focus so much on not necessarily bad things, but focus on things that, that take up of our time. And then we find ourselves not praying. We find ourselves not interested so much in God's Word anymore. And then you know what happens? Something will happen to us, a tragedy or crisis or, or maybe something we're worried about. And then all of a sudden, we'll run back to God and perhaps... That might be a test that we were talking about this morning. You know, like Job. Job was tested of God. And, um, and, and Job told Satan, have you considered my servant Job? And so Job, you know, was, was losing everything, was, had lost it all, and was this pathetic-looking uh, person with all these bulls from his head to the bottom of his feet. And, and he was going through this because it was just the will of God. Now, Job was a righteous man, but perhaps it could be for us. Maybe God would per permit some type of suffering or something in our life to, to get our attention. Maybe, maybe, maybe a, a, an apathetic lifestyle, we need to get our attention back to God, and God might certainly do that. But it's something that we battle each and every day. We battle it on Monday, we're going to battle it on Tuesday. Don't ever think, you know, well, I've, I've, uh, I've been pretty good spiritually this week, I can just kind of relax a little bit. No, every day we have to be intentional to make sure that, uh, that we are staying the course. And the author of Hebrews seems to be concerned about apathy and the lack of concern in the lives of the believers. And, and apathy is very much a concern in 2022. Notice this in verse 11. Uh, the author of Hebrews says, Of whom we've had much to say. A lot of things to say, and it's hard to explain. Why is it hard to explain? Because you've, been, you've become dull of hearing. Dull of hearing. These wonderful, marvelous truths that the author of Hebrews is writing about. He says it's hard, it's difficult, it's such a challenge because you're dull of hearing it. I just want you to know in 2022, in these last days, there, there's, there's such a, 
uh, an illiteracy almost to the Word of God. So many have claimed to be Christian, yet they're uninterested in the things of God. And how they feel or think seems to, to trump what God's Word says. And so we've become dull of hearing. And so since we're dull of hearing, just like the author of Hebrews says here, uh, these things are hard to explain. And uh, apathy has set in. Dull of hearing. Now that's, a, that's not a reference uh, to physical hearing. What the author of Hebrews is talking about is, is spiritual hearing. When's the last time that, we've, that we have been interested in what God's Word has to say? If you want God to speak, He speaks through His Word. I've heard it often said that if you want to hear God speak, then read the Bible out loud and you'll hear God speaking. It's God's Word. And so don't become dull of hearing, as was the case here with uh, the, the, uh, the, the readers that the author of Hebrews was writing to. They, they had an apathetic attitude. I don't know about you, but I want to be ready and sharp. You know, iron sharpens iron, right? We help each other. That's why fellowship is important. Ladies, I encourage you to, to come on Tuesday night. And, and I, couples, I encourage you to come to our steak dinner. That's time where we gather together and we, we help each other. We encourage each other. We pray together. That helps us to be ready and sharp spiritually. Let's not be dull. Listen, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ deserves a readiness to hear and a desire for His Word. That's what Jesus deserved. So let's not become dull. Are, are we dull tonight? You know, have, have we become apathetic uh, in our attitude and in our spiritual lives? I pray that the, the happiest that you'll be, the, the strongest that you'll be, is when you're growing in your walk with Christ and you're close to the Lord. Let's not become dull of hearing like the readers that the author of Hebrews was writing to. And, um, you know, the believers had, had closed their spiritual ears to God's message. And uh, Jeremiah's description applied to them. Listen to Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 10. To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ear is uncircumcised and they cannot hearken. They can't, they can't hear. Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a reproach and they have no delight in it. What a sad testimony of God's people that, that, that God's word is not a delight to them. I'm just telling you, when I think about God's word, all things work together for good to them that love God, them that are the called according to his purpose. I think about, you know, as I, as I mentioned earlier, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. I remember what Jesus said, come unto me. All you who weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Oh, that, that ought to be something we're interested in and something that touches our hearts, hearing from the Word of God. And so I, I challenge us tonight to think about if we're dull or not. Have we, have we become apathetic? Is there a time in our life when we desire to hear from God more than right now? How important is God's Word to us? You know, some things will concern a believer who is on course spiritually. God's Word, prayer, you know, church attendance. What about us tonight? Have we become dull? Were we more excited about God and, and about God's work than we are right now? It could be that maybe a, a warning for us to consider is an apathetic attitude, as uh, the author of Hebrews shares here in verse 11. I mean, how wonderful to know that we have a great high priest, a forever high priest. And, uh, and he knows. We know in Romans. Think about this. Romans 8, 
8.28, all things worked. I, I quoted that scripture. But verses 26 and 27 says that, that even when we don't know what to pray, with groanings that can't be uttered, that the Lord Jesus under, or, or God understands that because the Spirit makes intercession. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's all involved in our salvation experience, in our Christian journey each and every day. And when we pray, God is able to understand. No wonder all things work together for good. When we think about you know, how, how good God is and how we, have a, how we have a great high priest, the Lord Jesus. And so let's not become dull tonight. That might be a sign, you know, that maybe we're off course. Let's get back on course if we're dull tonight. Let's, 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 be, let's be sharp. Let's be as close to God as we can be. Let's honor His Word. Let's apply His Word. Let's not be hearers only, but let's be doers of the Word. And, and you, you'll, be, you'll be blessed when that's the case. So, uh, dull of hearing, but also, verse 12, something else we need to be aware of is a lack of spiritual growth. You know, I'm, I'm amazed at how we develop a mindset that it's okay to not grow spiritually. I mean, you, you know, we just kind of, well, we're, we're dull, I guess, and so obviously if we're dull, uh, then, then we're not going to grow spiritually, and that's, that doesn't seem to, to interest us. It doesn't bother us if we're not growing spiritually. Notice with me here in, uh, in, in verse 12. For though... By this time, you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. You know what uh, the author of Hebrews is talking about here is, is, is a lack of spiritual growth. You know, you ought to be, be over here and you ought to be the one that's doing the teaching. But instead, you're still way back here. And you need somebody to come teach you. And it's, it's not that you're, you're growing. I mean, you, you, need, you need to be taught the basics. You know, the, the first principles are the oracles of God. You need somebody to come in here and, and, and teach you the very basic things because you've not, you've not matured in the faith. Lack of, of spiritual growth. I mean, are we growing spiritually? Think about this. We grow physically, right? I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 50 years old in June. That's really messing with me, by the way. I mean, 45, 46, that was okay. 47, kind of had a problem with that because that's a little, you round it up, you know, if that's 50. 48, I've really had a hard time. I'm going to be 50, half a hundred coming up here in a few months. And, and, and I just want you to know, I look at pictures of me when I began pastor here just, just eight, over eight years ago, and I've got a little bit more gray hair. And maybe that just means I'm a little bit wiser. I, I don't know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm having to I'm having to wear these things now. You know, um, th things are, are are changing. I mean, we grow, and and so you know, here here I am. You know, 49, 50 years old. I guarantee you that I'm a lot different now than I was, say, when I was 15, and I was a lot different when I was 15 than say when I was five. You know, wouldn't it? It just wouldn't be normal if if as a 50 year old, you know, physically I still was a baby. You know, or I, I still was saying goo goo gaga. You know, uh, may, maybe some of you say, well, you might as well say that. You know, um, but uh, but it just wouldn't be right. I mean, we grow physically. Well, in the same way, we need to grow spiritually. But we do, we don't need to continue to play spiritual patty cakes. I mean, there comes a time when we need to grow 
in our walk with God. There comes a time when, uh, when we need to mature uh, from, uh, from, from milk or formula. You know, there comes a time, and, and we were so happy when, uh, you know, when our kids began to, to eat a little bit, you, you know, more solid food. And, and every, why? Because they're growing, especially Michael. You know, Michael had a hard time. And uh, you know, he had to have a, 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 a special surgery uh, because he was losing weight as a, as a baby. How old was he when he had his six weeks? And I'll never forget that. Uh, he was losing weight. Pyloric stenosis, they called it. They had to go in and relax a muscle. And, uh, man, he was taking in food and, and, and was beginning to grow. And we said, hallelujah, you know, he's growing. Well, we need to be sure we grow spiritually as well. Um, you know, I, 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 like a, I like cold cereal every now and then. Um, I, I, I like a bowl of grits. You know, that's, that's pretty good. Um, but, but I just want you to know, there just comes a time, man, when I want some good old bacon and eggs and sausage and, and, uh, and, and some, you know, just some substance and... And, uh, and, and I like, like we're going to do on, on March 19th here in a, in a few weeks, we're going to sit down to a good old steak dinner. You know, well, if you put a big steak dinner in front of a little newborn baby, there's no interest at all. I mean, they, they still, they're still, obviously, you know, with, with formula or, or milk, and, and, and they're, not, they're not there yet. They're going to be there physically. We have to keep that in mind. We're all on, on a certain uh, experience in our in our maturity, you know, as we're, as we're growing in Christ. And we have to remember that. But at the same time, we need to make sure that we're growing. And, and, and maybe it's true that, that, no, that slow pace is better than no pace. And it, maybe our pace is not where, you know, we might think it ought to be or where others might think it ought to be. But, but the thing about it is that uh, the Bible says if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. What does that mean? That's a radical change. There ought to be a change. And we ought to be growing in Christ. And and so um, I think about my grandmother Canarney. I've, I've, for the last couple of weeks, I've, I've I've had her in mind, and and um, and we would, you know, we'd sit down at the table, and uh, and and if I didn't clean my plate, she'd say, "Mark, you better clean your plate so you can grow up to be good and fat." And I'd say, "Grandmother, I don't want to be fat." <laughs> and uh, but you know, the thing is, is we gotta we gotta pull up to the table, and we gotta eat. Well, how do we pull up to the table spiritually? What we're doing here tonight, gathering with God's people. Listen. Jesus established the church, and the church is important. And so we gather together to pull up to the spiritual table and to feast on the Word of God, to take it in. We can't benefit the nutrients from it if we don't take it in. And I know that's elementary, but it's true. And, and you're, you're away from the church more than you're with the church. So on our own personal time, we have to discipline ourselves to pray and to read God's Word and to meditate on His Word. And so... That leads us to grow spiritually. But that wasn't happening here with, with, uh, with those that the author of Hebrews is writing to. They were not maturing spiritually. And that's made very clear here in verse 12. He says, you know, from this time, and again, we're all on a, a certain pace, but the author of Hebrews says, come on now. You know, y'all should be way over there, but you're still over here. And, and I, you can't even understand what I'm trying to teach you about the, the wonderful truth of the, the, the never-ending great high priest, the Lord Jesus. And, and I'm trying to teach you this, but you can't, you, you're dull of hearing, you're uninterested, and, and you're, instead of being way over here, you're still here. And, and it's hard, and it's difficult, and, and you're uninterested, and you're not growing spiritually. You're still right here, and you're still, notice this, and you have come to need milk, not solid food. you got to be taught the first principles of the oracles of God. There's no spiritual maturity. 
Where are we at tonight? Only you and God know that. And God's Word makes it clear tonight that there ought to be some spiritual growth. And if I'm not growing spiritually, a lot of times we just kind of say, ah, you know, I'm, I know I'm saved. And that, that's all that matters, right? No, that's not all that matters. And Jesus is worthy of complete surrender. Here's my life, Lord. It's yours. Search me, O God, like David like David cried out. Search me, O God, and see if there be any wicked way within me. Search me, God. Anything in my life that doesn't honor you, that's hindering me from growing spiritually, anything in my life that quenches the Spirit or makes the heart of God sad, O oh Lord, God, forgive me. And we trust God, and we pray, and we grow. We deal with things. We, we, we take things off, and we put things, things that doesn't honor God. We get rid of it. And we honor God, and the Lord is glorified. And so, I pray tonight as we think about where we are, you know, what would, what would Paul, or I think it was Paul that wrote, uh, the author of he or wrote Hebrews, uh, what would Paul say of, of us at Liberty First Baptist? Would he say, y'all have become dull of hearing. You, you, you used to be so interested, and you used to have, you know, a desire. Listen, you know, a hobby is one thing, to get dull of that, to kind of, you know, get tired of that. But you should never get tired. You should never get weary. You should never get uninterested in your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we should never become uninterested in the things of God and the Word of God. Because He satisfies. There's the Holy Spirit's in our hearts. We ought to feed our spiritual man. Because you know what? We still have that old man too. And we don't need the old man to be the one that controls us and the one that we feed on. We need to feed. The, the spirit, the, the spiritual man that we would grow. But here, they weren't doing that. They were immature. And the author of Hebrews didn't, didn't pull any punches. You know, here's where you ought to be, but you're not. What about us tonight? Am I where I need to be? God's worked me over on this. Because I, I think about times that maybe I'm not where I need to be. Well, maybe that's some of us here tonight. I'm not where I need to be. And as a result, you know, I'm, I'm not mature spiritually. As I, maybe I don't handle things. We're going we're gonna to continue on here. We lose our effectiveness in verses 13 and 14. You see how this happens? You know, we're, we're dull, spiritually dull. We're, we're apathetic, indifferent to the things of God and to worship, worshiping God's Word. And, and so as a result, we're not maturing spiritually. And then, verses 13 and 14, we lose our effectiveness. You know, I've, I've heard it said that um, even an Olympic athlete, as, as much as they train, it still, it still amazes me. An Olympic athlete trains for an event that's, that's three and a half, four years away. And man, they, they train rigorously. I can't imagine an Olympic athlete and what they go through, the diet and the exercise and all the training and all that they, that they endure. But you know, they just begin to sit in the recliner and stop that training, say, after year three, it doesn't take long that they lose that effectiveness. You know, I mean, it just, it just happens. And I've, you know, what little bit I, I, I run, um, you know, uh, I'm going to run a half marathon at Seneca on Saturday. And then I just kind of back off after that. This is where I run the most, and I love it, but, I, but I'm going to back off. And so... The, the most I'll probably run is a 5K or a 10K. And then I'll add some walking because i got to get rid of this winter 15, right? <laughs> Work on that fat burn a little bit and, and, and back off on the cardio a little bit. But, um, 
But, but you know, I, I can, uh, I, I've ran one half marathon last Saturday. I'm going to run another one. Uh, but you know, in six or eight weeks, if I don't train, guess what I can't do? I can't run 13 miles without stopping. You just can't. You, gotta, you, gotta, you lose your effectiveness. And so when we think about spiritual training, the, the Word of God, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for, for reproof, for correction and instruction in righteousness. Right here it is. And so instruction in righteousness is, 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 our, is training. We're training ourselves spiritually. We have to be intentional to pray and to read God's Word, to have a devotion time, to spend time. We've got to do that. You may not feel like it. That don't mean you've lost your salvation. It just means your emotions are not where it needs to be. Don't be led by your emotions. Don't say, well, I'm just not feeling it today. Well, it, it doesn't matter. You know, get yourself up and do it. Um, don't, don't quit. Don't put it on hold. You need the Lord. We, we all need prayer or we'll lose our effectiveness. Don't become dull. Don't, don't settle and become complacent and, 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 and have a lack of spiritual maturity. And so if that happens, you can mark it down. We'll lose our effectiveness. Notice this in verse 13. Follow along as we read verses 13 and 14. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Obviously, the believers, they weren't growing. They were not on course spiritually. There has to be a point where we move from spiritual milk to spiritual meat. That, that, that has to happen as we grow. And when you grow spiritually, verse 14 makes it clear that you'll be able to distinguish between right and wrong and good and evil. You'll have effectiveness. You'll have discernment. You know, you'll be able to say, you know, that's not right. You'll, you'll, you'll hear something or you'll read something and, and you'll just say, you know, that's... That's not right. You have, you have that effectiveness because you're sharp spiritually. You know, the Word of God. You know the Word of God and you're close to God. And so you, you have that effectiveness. You'll be able to discern. To grow spiritually means that we read and we obey God's Word. We talk to God through prayer. There's no substitute for God's Word and for prayer. It's not out of obligation. I'm not talking about religion, checking it off a list. I'm talking about a love relationship with God. Lord, I just got to know you more. I just want to hear from you more. I want to be all that you want me to be. That ought to be our focus. So we, we spend time with God, and, and what that does is, is we're effective. We're, we have discernment. We don't fall for anything because we, we know that's not right. I'm not participating in that. You know, There might be those that would criticize you or make fun or mock you for it. Oh, what's the big deal, you know? But, but you're not living for them, you're living for God. And so you have effectiveness. I mean, it's like, it's like Daniel that we looked at last Sunday night. You know, the pressure was on. Culture and faith were clashing. What is Daniel going to do? You know, the, the decree was that he couldn't pray to anybody except the king. Talking about uh, King Darius, you know, for 30 days. And Daniel... He purposed in his heart that he wasn't going to sin against God. And Daniel 
just did what he always did and he continued to pray what about us you know does, do we pray as we should um, I, I just I just wonder tonight where are we at spiritually can you remember a time when you're closer to God then than you are now and if that's the case we need revival you know just like just like we we might work hard and and uh, you know, physically we're drained and and, and we, we need to get refreshed and we need to go take a shower you know we need a glass of that's what we need spiritually and, and that's that's why we gather together at church to worship we're gathering with with believers of like faith and and we encourage each other we grow together we pray together we open God's word together we we feast on the word of God and then we apply it to our hearts and lives by faith I, I wonder tonight where are we are we off course spiritually maybe some of these these signs that we see tonight are some some uh, signals that that maybe we're kind of not where we need to be and if that's the case that's okay we don't have to stay there let's get back where we need to, let's get back on course we might be over there well if that's where we are and God reveals there's some that we become dull and uninterested maybe or, or maybe you know maybe we're not maturing like we should and maybe that's why we don't have the effectiveness and discernment that we once had. Well, if that's where we are, let, let's get back on course where we need to be. And I pray that that's what we would do tonight. Do you lack spiritual growth? Do you have an apathetic attitude? Have you lost your effectiveness? If so, let's get back on course tonight. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you in Jesus' name. God, we're reminded tonight from your word that it's possible for us to become dull, especially as we think about the busyness of life and we think about all the responsibilities and, and uh, we, we think about uh, a, a lot of weights that we carry around and, and, and life can be difficult and, and it can be overwhelming. And we find ourselves a lot of time going through life and navigating by our own strength and looking to ourselves instead of looking to you and relying on your strength and your wisdom. God, I pray that we'd be hungry for your word. Lord, that we would desire your word and that we would grow spiritually. We'd move from the, the spiritual milk to the spiritual meat. God, that we would be who you would have us to be. Then, Lord, maybe some of the things that, that sidetrack us all of a sudden won't be so interested anymore because we just want you. Lord, take us deeper in our walk with you tonight. May we pray like we should. May we discipline ourselves, Lord, to read your word and to, to meditate on your word and to grow spiritually for your glory and our good. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand together as Donna leads us? Would you come?
Isn't that so true tonight? Without him, we would be lost. We'd be like a, a ship without a sail, or uh, we'd, we'd be just like a cloud that's just dependent on the wind to blow it wherever it's going to go. No stability. But I'm grateful there's an anchor for the soul. And I'm telling you, that's what we need. And uh, when the tragedies and the hardships and when, we, when deathbeds come, listen, that anchor for the soul is what makes the difference. And so we need to grow and, and spiritually and let's be sharp spiritually and, and let's encourage each other and, and let's not get dull and uninterested in the things of God. And, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, the devil is, is at work and there's no doubt about that. There's a real enemy out there and, and you hear all the, the evil and wars and rumors of wars and, and, and all the things in, the, in these last days that's taking place. And it's not the time for us to get dull and uninterested or are too busy with other things. Oh, how we need the Lord. And we need Him to guide us. And we need discernment. We need to be effective um, Christians for the Lord. And, and so I pray tonight that, you know, that as we've been challenged from God's Word, that we would, we would examine ourselves and make sure that we're of the faith and make sure that we're, you know, that, that we're interested in the things of God and that we're growing spiritually. And then we'll have that effectiveness as a result. Because it'll be God leading us, not us leading ourselves. And that makes all the difference in the world. And uh, so I pray that you've been encouraged tonight. And I pray that we'll take what we've learned and apply it to our life if we haven't already. I pray you have a wonderful week. And, and uh, if you haven't, you know, if you, if, you, if you don't prayer journal, maybe this is a good time to start. You know, write down, jot down some things. And uh, things that maybe you're concerned about. Things that you're weary about. Things, fears that you have. And write it out. Tell it to the Lord. And... Um, Maybe, maybe start off reading a psalm and then go to a proverb, you know, and, and just write it out, you know. Uh, spend that time with God. Do that this week. And I promise you, I'm not going to tell you your week's going to go great, but you'll, but you'll have some discernment and, uh, and you'll have some strength and uh, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll have a focus on God that will make all the difference and you'll be glad you did. So I uh, hope you'll do that this week and, uh, and we'd love to see you on Wednesday night. Uh, we gather at 7 and prayer meeting and I want to remind you about that and um, and then you know we've got uh, uh, our uh, spring revival coming up next month uh, April 10th through the 13th and uh, uh, my good friend uh, pastor friend uh, Zach Shaw uh, pastor at Jones Avenue is going to be preaching and uh, that Sunday night on the 10th they're going to move their services over here and join us and their choir is going to come and unite with our choir and we're just going to have a great time a great celebration and uh, we, we're planning some special music, and, and I've already reached out to Andy Bowman and Mark Burns. They're going to be able to come uh, one of those nights, Monday or Tuesday, and our youth praise team is going to be working on some things, and it's going to be just a great celebration. We need revival, don't we? We, we, we do, and I, I'm just praying for that, and I'm, I'm so looking forward to that. It's going to be a great way uh, to lead us into the Easter week. So be in prayer uh, for revival as well. Revive us again, O oh Lord. I pray that that would take place. And, that God would, would just work in our hearts and lives, that we'd be hungry for God in a way like we've never been before. So have a great week, everybody. And, uh, and, and I'm going to ask David. Man, it's good to have you today. And uh, I want to ask if you would, would you close us in prayer?